You're listening to Season 6, Episode Number 9 of Strike the Match. In this episode, I talk about the ministry of writing and publishing in the kingdom. Now, I'm doing something different in this episode. And that is, I am going to be dividing this in half. And so this is part one, and part two is going to be in season six, episode number 10. I know I've never done this before, but hey, there's a first time for everything. So with that in mind, let's... Welcome to Strike the Match with teacher and missiologist, Dr. J.P. Strike the Match is a podcast that addresses matters related to missions, innovation, and leadership. Now here's J.D. Well, welcome to another episode of Strike the Match. It is great to be back with you. I am addressing a topic today that I've been wanting to uh, share with you and put out there for quite some time. have not had a chance to do so until now. And that is, uh, I want to spend some time addressing uh, my thoughts on writing and publishing. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to think about... Uh, writing and publishing. And if you're already engaged in uh, that uh, expression of your ministries, then I want to encourage you to keep up the great work. And hopefully I can share with you uh, maybe some things I've learned along the way. By all means, please don't hear me uh, say what I'm about to say uh, is the best way uh, to do things or the only way to do things, because it is clearly not. But I have... uh, I've had people to ask me over the years about my my approach to writing, my thoughts on writing, uh, my thoughts on publishing, and so uh, I thought, okay, I'll just take some time to put together uh, a podcast for this season's um, um, episode or this season's uh, collection, and uh, hopefully it'll be of a blessing to you and, and help to you. Uh, so, so last year, uh, twenty twenty. I uh, I finished writing uh, two books, uh, book number for me, book number um, fourteen and book number fifteen, and uh, and I've started this year. I've started writing uh, book number sixteen, and um, book number sixteen is actually uh, a, a textbook uh, for um, for studies in evangelism. So it's an evangelism textbook, and uh, Baker Academic is the the publisher that I'm working with on this project. So, um, so I have not written and published as um, as much as some people have. Um, I, I think I've written and published more than most, and uh, and I can definitely say that I have not written any bestsellers. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll probably uh, share a little bit of of insight into my thoughts on royalties uh, when we get there a little bit uh, later. Um, but I, I am prolific, and and so I feel like I've I've got a few things that I can share that hopefully will be of help to you and be beneficial to you and to your ministries in in what you're doing. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, the last chapter, Ecclesiastes chapter twelve. Um, the the writer Kohalath makes this statement. Um, uh, in oh, I guess uh, verse number uh, ten and following, the preacher sought to find words of delight and uprightly. He wrote words of truth. Uh, the words of the wise are like goads, and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. Uh, they are given by one shepherd. I mean, clearly, when we think about writing in the kingdom, we want to write truth. We want to write words uh, that are wise, that goad us to good works and good deeds and uh, advancement of the gospel and disciple-making. 
but then the writer goes on to, to make this statement. Uh, My son, beware of anything beyond these, of making many books. There is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. And so, amen to that. Of making many books, there is no end. And of much study, it, it brings weariness to the flesh. Of course, that does not forbid us to to write and to study and uh, to to publish. And so, um, I just want you to to kind of keep that uh, in mind as we uh, we jump into this this podcast. So, one of the things that uh, maybe I'll just kind of begin with this. Maybe I'll think I'll share with you a little bit of my thoughts related to some of my uh, my philosophical, uh, you know, foundations. The uh, uh, theological foundations on um, why I do what I do, and uh, and then move into some of the practical things of how I do what I do. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll start there. So so when it comes to writing, and when it comes to releasing your written work into the world for people to take a look at it, that you share with other people, uh, whether you give it away or whether you sell it, uh, regardless, here's the thing that I want you to keep in mind: when it comes to writing, and when it comes to releasing that work, so writing and releasing. First of all, I want you to keep in mind that it expands your influence in the present. And writing and releasing your writings, or writing and publishing your writings, will extend your influence into a future without you. All right? So, so in all likelihood, as you write and as you share this art that the Lord is guiding you to, to craft and put together, it will expand your influence, your ministry in the present, and Lord willing, it will extend your influence into a future in which you do not exist. So therefore, when we do what we do when it comes to writing and sharing with others, we're, we're looking beyond the immediate. We're, we're looking at things that, that the Lord will use to transform and shape others into uh, who He desires them to, to become. I mean, think about this. I think I'm sitting here in my my study at home here in my basement, and and about half of my basement uh, contains about half of my books, and the other half of my my library is uh, is in my office uh, at Sanford University, and I, I think about all those books, and I think about many of those authors uh, are no longer around. Um, Books that uh, have have been in existence for decades past the lifetime of the author, even even longer than that, and yet even to this day, still very influential on my thinking and my 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 ministry. And so, when you think about writing, you're you're, you're thinking beyond the present uh, to a to a, an individual to a group uh, that uh, again, Lord willing, may encounter your work later and be impacted by it. So when you write. You know, you're expanding your influence in the present. You're extending your influence into the future. I had a friend one time who um, uh, who passed away, uh, sadly to say. Uh, this brother had an incredible wealth of wisdom, an incredible amount of, of experience. Um, I basically uh, saw him as a treasure chest filled with gold. Um, he, w- he would come to me frequently, and he would say, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about writing. I'm thinking about uh, writing such and such and publishing such and such, and I would always encourage him to do so. And I'd always say, "Hey, you know, anything I can do to help you, I want to help you do that because it's really important for you to get get that information out there." And and to my knowledge, he never wrote anything, and he never published anything, and uh, and he, he eventually passed away. Uh, 
And I can't help but think about just all of those those golden nuggets that could have been been captured in a medium uh, to influence others be, beyond beyond this brother. So, um, so when you think about the notion of writing and publishing, think about the stewardship that we have today. It is easy for almost every one of you listening to this recording to be engaged in writing and publishing in the year 2021. We have more God-given communication resources than any people who have ever lived, ever. I mean, how now should the wise kingdom steward live in light of the fact that every computer and every cell phone is a recording studio uh, to record words, uh, to record words spoken, and to record words written? I mean, every computer and every cell phone is is not only a recording studio, uh, they're also a book, magazine, and blog publisher. I mean, think about what we have before us with these resources, things that were not even available in the 1980s, 1990s in some cases. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5 says, The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So, so here's, here's my exhortation to you as we, as we get started in thinking about writing and publishing. Some of you have been talking and talking and talking and waiting and waiting and waiting when it comes to this concept. You've been talking about writing, you've been talking about publishing, and you've just been doing nothing about it. I would say, be that person of understanding and draw out those things that are in your heart. All right? You will never figure it out. You'll never be fully satisfied with the things that you write. Here's one of the things that that I often see when I talk to people about writing is they have a fear that that it's just not ready. You know, what, what I've got, what I've written down, it's just not ready to release. And I understand that. We always need to proofread and we always need to make revisions. But even after they do that several times, they come back and say, well, it's just not ready. You know, it, you know what if I put this out there and, and what, if, you know, what, if, what if someone sees this, says this to me? Someone critiques it from a different angle. You know, what if I make these mistakes? Well, we've got to get beyond that. We will never figure it, figure it out. Uh, we will never figure it out to our complete satisfaction of the things that we write. And so we need to share what God has put into our hearts. We need to draw it out for the sake of the kingdom. And so that's part of the writing process. That's part of sharing your art with other people. You pray, you, you, you work diligently, you, you commit it into the Lord's hands, and you release it. And it doesn't mean that you be foolish. It doesn't mean that you just are foolish with what you're saying and you're throwing it out there willy-nilly, so to speak. But, but you, you can't expect there, that it's going to be perfect before you release it. And so two of the big things that I see often hold back people uh, from writing and releasing their writing, whether they're giving it away or whether they're publishing it through a traditional mechanism or through a blog or self-publishing it, are those two things. One, it's the, the, the fear that someone is going to critique it and be critical toward what they've said. The truth is, is that's going to happen. It's just reality. We've got to understand that. Um, 
I can share stories of, of, of that in my own life, um, things that have been published, things that have been said about things that I've written. It's just a part of it. But then the other, the other concern is um, I've got I've to make it right. I've got to make it perfect. And so we've got to get beyond those two things. I see those two things as being two of the, the big things that hold a lot of people back when it comes to writing. Um, we've got to also understand that writing is not easy. Um, it's not always fun. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy writing, but it is not always easy. It's not always fun. And, and there are times where I have to resist 20 temptations to get up from my chair uh, and, and sit there and, and finish what I need to finish on the screen, on the text, on the, on the, on the document, so to speak. And so it's it's a challenge. It really is. I mean, it's I consider it a blessing, and and sometimes it's more exciting than others, and and sometimes the writing just flows. But but another thing that I see that often um, uh, hinders people from writing and from releasing what they write is they are always looking for inspiration. It's kind of this notion of you know I. The, the the urge has just it just got to hit me and I've got to be I've got to be inspired to write, and while there's there's an important aspect to that, uh, the other thing I want you to keep in mind is that when it comes to writing, is that there's never this opportune moment and it's going to be like a roller coaster ride, and some days it will it will go really well and you'll be writing and it'll flow very very freely and other days it'll be a chore it'll be a challenge. But it's more about, here's the key word, it's more about discipline. It's more about making the commitment and, and, and working at it and, and being disciplined to do it rather than always expecting some kind of inspiration that will charge you up. And then, therefore, you will be able to, to write. And so I would say don't be, don't be always looking for, uh, for that. The only way to become a writer is to write. Uh, the best way to improve as a writer is to write. Uh, the way to develop your own style, to, to develop your own voice, is is to write. You just have to, you just have to do it. And so, if you're not involved already, let me encourage you. Maybe this is something that you've been thinking about, something that you've been praying about and considering that the Lord may be uh, leading you to expand your ministry into the area of writing. Um, let me encourage you to start small. And, and so I would say, think about this, um, start a blog. You can start a blog for, for I think you, you can do a blog for free. So we won't have all the bells and whistles, but, but start a blog and start blogging. Get, get, your, get your thoughts out there. Um, it will give you the experience. It will give you the opportunity to write things. It will, it, you may say, well, there aren't that many people that will read it. Well, that's okay. Start, start with a few and, and go from there. Let them give you feedback on it. So get out there and just start. Just start the process and start sharing your thoughts and ask people to check it out. Send them links uh, to what you're writing. And, and allow them to speak into what, what you're doing. And be humble. Be humble and, and be willing to receive what, what, what critique they're giving to you, both the strengths and both the limitations of it. So many people have this thought of, okay, I want to write a book. Um, but they're not really writing anything right now. They've never published anything, even a, even a blog post. And so don't, don't go from nothing to, to being this, you know, this, this person who is, uh, you know, 
doing intensive rock climbing up Mount Everest, so to speak. You, you have to you have to start walking. You have to start climbing the smaller areas first and developing your skills, developing your muscles before you take on those greater tasks and challenges that are out there. And so I would say, if you're not doing anything, start start blogging. It's a great way. It's a great habit to be involved in. It's a great idea uh, to begin developing to developing your your skills. I just realized that I have uh, I've, I've I've kind of already moved into the practical discussion, and I, I got sidetracked for even talking about some of my my philosophical approaches to writing and publishing. So, so I'll I'll circle back to that, and then I'll come back to some of the practical things. So, uh, again, <laughs> don't write like I'm recording this podcast, which is really kind of I've got some notes here I've jotted down, but it's kind of scattered. Um, kind of scatterbrained here. So, uh, yeah, when you write, you definitely want uh, your your style to flow, and you want it to to revolve around your thesis and things of that nature. But um, yeah, jumping back to my philosophy on publishing and writing, I think it's a matter of kingdom stewardship. I really do. I know I already mentioned a few things about that. Um, I would encourage you to take delight in writing. I mean, like I said, it's not always easy. It's not always fun. But but take delight in in this aspect of 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 ministry. I I write. I, I write out of um, out of interest, deep interest and conviction. And so what does that mean? It, it often means that part of my motivation, part of my drive, to go back to the inspiration point uh, that I mentioned a second ago, um, is actually coming out of, of, a, of a passion for for something there in the moment. and and quite frequently, um, particularly when it comes to my books, quite frequently, I, I write where, um, what I I write where the the desert is found in the literature. I refer to the desert as the places in the literature whereby there is little to nothing in existence. And so, on issues, on topics that I believe are significant for the the health of the church, um, what's out there? And when I see little information, I see that as a desert, and that that becomes the area in which I try to often write. And and so. When you write, and again, I'm not again, I'm not saying that my way is the only way to do it, and I'm not even saying that you have to follow this. But um, when I write, I try to write on the the innovative, cutting edge area, which is there in the desert for the most part. And what does that mean? It typically means that um, the concepts, the things that I write about, are several paces ahead of where um, where the church is. But practically, that means it usually takes the church a while to catch up and to get to that location, to get to that point uh, a few paces down the road. That's just who I am. I know other people that are doing excellent jobs as uh, leaders in, in writing. They're writing a little bit closer to, to where the church is, maybe one or two steps ahead of where the church is. I feel like oftentimes I'm writing maybe five, ten steps ahead. And so it takes longer when you're writing uh, in that field in the desert, or that realm of the desert, than when you're riding closer to where, where the, the body of Christ is. Um, something else I always try to do in my writing, and that is I try to lead with the Word. So whatever I'm writing, I'm trying to lead with Scripture, but then I'm also bending toward the practical. So I lead with the Word and bend toward the practical. Um, so what does that mean? It means whenever I'm I'm writing whatever I'm writing about, I'm trying to also ask questions about uh, some of the the how to 
So if I'm writing about some things that are more theoretical, okay, so how do I do this? Or are there principles that I can derive, can derive from the, the, the theoretical? Uh, and how do I apply these principles to my life, to my ministry? So, so the book is not just purely in a theoretical realm. In fact, even, even uh, one of my books I finished last year, it's, just, it's a theology of mission book. It's a biblical theology of mission. And, and yet even in the last chapter, um, I, I talk about some, some how-to, some practical implications of looking at um, Torah all the way through uh, the apocalypse and thinking through how do we apply some of these things to where we are when it comes to advancement of God's mission in the world. So those are just some of the theological, or excuse me, some of the philosophical approaches behind the, the way that I write. Um, let me jump back now to talking about some of the practical things, because I know a lot of people, um, th- they have questions about publishing via traditional publishing houses with traditional publishers or self-publishing. Um, I consider myself a hybrid author. So what does that mean? Um, it means that of the books that I have published, um, I have published uh, several books with traditional publishing houses, and I have published uh, three of my books uh, as an indie publisher, so self-published, uh, three of my books, uh, my book, uh, Roland Allen, Pioneer of Spontaneous Expansion, um, The Barnabas Factors, and then, um, what was my, oh, To the Edge. Uh, those three books uh, I self-published uh, and as just fully self-published. Um, I actually did one book um, uh, a few years ago that was, uh, that was a partial investment. It was, it was me uh, partially uh, invested financially and time-wise in the, to the publication, and then there was a publisher that was also f- partially invested in it as well. So at this point in time, there, there, there are really three avenues, uh, practically speaking, when it comes to publishing. Your traditional route, your traditional publisher, uh, being an indie publisher with you fully uh, publishing everything, you know, doing, doing, doing everything yourself. And then um, what some refer to as a partial investment, where you have a company that you're working with that's partially involved, and then you as the author, uh, you're partially involved in that process as well. So when it comes to publishing, whether you, wh- whatever route you take, whether you're doing a traditional route, whether you are publishing a book um, through, um, uh, through an indie, indie source uh, as an indie author, or whether you're doing a partial partial investment. Here's the thing. It's not glamorous. None of the above. Uh, It's hard work, and it requires much, much discipline. It really does. It is not glamorous work at all. And here's the other thing. Do not, do not do it for the money, Uh, especially, especially if you're writing for the Christian subculture. All right, so keep this in mind. In the world of publishing, uh, the Christian subculture is a niche in the publishing industry. Now, if you're like me, and I'm sure many of you are trending in the direction of, of more missiological uh, writings, um, if you're right, like me and you're, you're writing in the realm of evangelism, you're writing in the realm of, of, of mission, then think about this. I'm writing in a niche of a niche, of the of the broader publishing world. So so what does that mean? It means that after 13 books, all right? I know I said I'm I'm working on number 16 right now, but after 13 books it hit me one day that if I took all the royalties that I received at the end of one year, I think 
after 13 books that I published, I think I could have probably taken my family of five to Walt Disney World for two days, maybe two and a half days, okay? So I know there are the stories out there. You hear about the David Platts. David's a, a friend of mine. I've served with David, and uh, we've talked writing and publishing before. I know you've heard the stories of, of David Platt, uh, Francis Chan, uh, the Beth Moores that are out there. But here's the thing. Those that are selling books at that level are highly, highly exceptional. They are the outliers, way out there. That is, that is, that is the exception by far and not not the reality. So I would say, if you're thinking about, all right, you know, uh, you know this is going to be helpful for me financially, well, it, I'm sure it will. But just make sure you don't quit your day job unless you're in a highly, highly exceptional situation. So over time, over time, it adds up. And so, um, so you know, now I think I can probably take my family of five to Disney World uh, for three full days. So <laughs> based on um, annual royalties. So, so just kind of keep that in mind. And that, that's just a reality. So I'm going to do something that I have never done before on Strike the Match, and that is I am going to record the second part of this podcast in the next episode. I'll be talking about the issue of traditional publishing, indie publishing, and being partially invested in publishing as well. In the next episode, I will take up from where I've from where I've left off this in this one. And so I hope you will check that out if you're interested in publishing at that level. And if not, then I hope that my challenge to you to think about the importance of getting out there and writing and getting out there and publishing your thoughts, even through a blog, even if it's not a book, to get it out there, to spread what the Lord has given to you to be able to extend your influence in the present and to to expand your influence into a future that is beyond yourself. Check out the next podcast as I continue on in this discussion of writing and publishing when it comes to kingdom work. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. See ya. You have been listening to Strike the Match with J.D. You can find J.D. on Instagram, Facebook, or follow him on Twitter at J.D. underscore And if you'd like to check out more books, posts, and podcast episodes, visit jdpain.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite Android app or at iTunes. And we'd be honored if you would consider rating us or leaving comments. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you'll join us next time.